What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. And as always, I'd like to give a big shout out to all of you listeners, especially the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Love you so much. All my YouTube subscribers, the kids over on TikTok. Actually, it's not kids on TikTok. I was digging into my numbers on TikTok. They got some really good analytics. And I was able to find out what my demographics are. And a lot of divorced women in their 40s love my comedy. That's what I've discovered. So I'm pretty cool with that, right? I'd like I'd like my shows to be filled with those women. You know what I mean? I feel like they're really good laughers. They put up with some shit in their lives. You know? Maybe they had a husband who was just a real fucking drip. You know what I mean? Just a real, a real uh, lump. You know what I mean? Just a guy where you're just like, why did I? I met you at the right time in life, I guess. And I thought maybe you were the one. But then here we are seven years later, you're just no, no change. No, still just a guy, just, just this dude. You know, I thought maybe you'd, and maybe that's on the women then or on anyone, anyone who gets into a relationship thinking you could change the other person. That's a mistake. But I do understand the idea of you get into a relationship because you want to grow with people. You think you both change over time. You both like evolve into you know, you fall in love with someone at 24. When you're 40, you don't want them to still act like they're 24. I get that. So maybe that's my demo. Maybe these women hear me speak and they think, oh, this is what my husband would have been like if he kept reading books. You know what I mean? That's what they're thinking when they look at a guy like me. I don't know. But either way, keep keep hearting those videos, ladies. I appreciate it. All right. A lot of things to get out of the way uh, to start off with. Uh, thanks to Sean Flannery for being my guest on last week's episode. A reminder, everyone, you could get Sean Flannery's new book at his website. That's www.seanbear, B-A-I-R, Flannery. He always says it like that. Sean, Sean Flannery. Dot com. All right, there you go. Very funny comedian. He's been on Comedy Central multiple times, and the book is absolutely hilarious. It's called Places I Can't Return To. So, um, yeah, big thanks to everyone who listened last week and enjoyed that episode. I headlined Zany's Comedy Club in Rosemont, Illinois, this past Sunday evening. And it, it felt amazing. It did. It felt great. It was the first time I ran the hour that I'm going to film in New York City at the gutter in Brooklyn. On September 17th, ticket information will be available soon-ish. So if you are in New York or even looking, hey, I want to go see Joe Kilgallen perform, that's going to be the show to be at. If you are in that area, if you're in the Northeast at all, if you're in Philly, if you're in Boston, come on over to New York. I know you Philly and Boston people are probably like, New York, fuck New York. Why would I want to go over there? For me, for me. Can you come on for me? We'll have a good time with it, okay? We'll talk about the pizza being overrated. And if you're an actual New Yorker, I'll be like, this pizza's pretty great. A little overrated. But so I, lo- I actually do love New York. There's something about New York that people, some people instinctually want to be like, fuck New York. New York fuck you know, they think they're hot shit. Look, New York is hot shit. I, I am fine with admitting that. I The crazy thing about New York to me is the number of people I meet who cannot stand that city I've never been there. <laughs> and I think a lot of the hate just comes from their sports teams or the attitudes of the way New Yorkers are portrayed in media, whether it's television or movies. There is a thing about New Yorkers, that, the way they're portrayed, where you're a little bit like, all right, douchebag, calm down. All right, calm down, jag off. You know, that whole, hey, I'm walking here. What am I about to do? And, uh, and oh, what's going on here? Well, it's not open still. It's New York. It's open every now. We don't sleep. Um, I don't know why I give them that kind of mix of an Italian accent. Maybe it's because of Scorsese. He just made New York seem like the city itself is 97% Italian. It's not. 
I've been there several times. It's not. It might have more Italians than most cities, but it also has more of everything than most cities because it's gigantic. It's huge. New York, population-wise, I mean, and land-wise, it's massive, but it's twice as big as the second biggest city in the United States. L.A., which I lived in for three and a half years. Also liked L.A. Maybe I just like everything. Uh, L.A.'s population about a little over 4 million. New York's population is damn near 9 million. It's like 8.7 or something like that. It's crazy big. And that's just, I'm talking city proper with these. I'm not including the whole metropolitan area. Because you go across, you go across the river to Hoboken, New Jersey, and that's massive too. There's like you know a couple hundred thousand people living there. It's just a big, uh, it's just a big cluttered part of the country. It's got uh, population density out the ass, and I kind of like that. There's something cool about being in a place where it felt like everything was within a couple blocks. And New Yorkers do walk a lot, and every time I'm there, I'm like, damn, I got to walk more. I like the walking aspect of things. It just makes things less complicated because every time I was at any bar doing a show in New York and I've been there about, you know, maybe half a dozen times now, I think it's always that moment where, Hey, you want to do one more? You have a shot? And I'm like, yeah, actually I'm taking public transportation and walking. Fuck. Yeah. Let's do a couple shots. It's nice. It's a nice freedom where when you're tied to your car, you have to have some safety and responsibility. Now it adds time to things. Of course, it's longer to take, you know, the subway and to, to walk around, but it's also, I don't know, something like it's a word I'm looking for. It's like relaxing. It's, there's like something, um, meditative about it. Spiritual, I suppose. Am I getting kind of hippy dippy a little bit? Uh, like, yeah, I came across someone's tweet the other day where they're just like, whenever I'm in a bad mood about anything, I go for a walk and I'm instantly just better. And I'm like, you know what? I feel that way too. I feel that way too, but you know, some parts of America, we just don't have very good walkability. We don't like walking. We all have that one friend, right? You go somewhere with them and you park, not the closest parking spot. And they go, dude, dude, yeah, spot there, spot there. And it's like, mm, you know, it wouldn't kill you to get another 20 yards of walk in there. Dipshit. You're like, like, what's it, what's it going to, what's it going to bother you? I'll do that all the time. I'd rather park where there's no cars on the other side of my car than to like fit in the second spot in between two cars that's closer. Like, I don't know. We just have this notion of like everything needs to be right there. It's dude, walk a little bit, get those steps in. You'll feel better. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's a laziness, a selfishness. If we could work on those two things, then let's go hand in hand. America could be so much better. And I think that's where I'm at in my life right now. I'm looking for ways to make America better. I'm trying to get us to where we could be. Because it's like, damn it, man. I hear about all these things all over the world. I saw this post about how you could go from like Barcelona, Spain to Paris, France in like four hours by train for only $40. Where that same distance is like New York City to Columbus, Ohio. And in America, it costs you like three, $400. And it's way slower because our, our infrastructure in that regard is just so behind Europe and a lot of Asia. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Why can't we have the better things? And we don't even notice it. I mean, some of us do. We see that and we're like, in Japan, they have high speed rail. It goes so damn fast. It's like, who wouldn't want that? But we can't, we just, we're at the point where we can't have nice things. We just can't. And it's, it sucks. 
Because it's like one time, one fucking time do I want people to pass a law where it just makes sense. And and the people who are against it, you're fucking too dumb to participate. Can we have that? I've noticed that with like in Chicago, especially in my part of the city, whenever like a business goes away, people start to go, oh, I wonder what should go there. And then someone will be like, how about this? And people go, no, the neighborhood won't want that. Well, fuck the neighborhood then, because that makes sense. What kind of free? I thought we were like freedom, land of the free. You mean to tell me a business can't just decide to open up a place? No, obviously you can't put a fucking strip club next to a preschool. There are some ordinance. I, I understand and respect that, but it makes no sense where every time someone wants to move a brick, they got to get fucking nine to 10 dipshit politicians involved. That part of like big government, I don't like, you know what I mean? I'm not even saying I know government, we're too big a country to have this small, tiny government that some people want that just won't work. Too many people will get left behind. Too many things will get fucked up. Right, things get overlooked when you shrink the size of the government. We see all the time with like Hurricane Katrina, and look at what happened in Texas a year ago. Temperatures dipped to like 31, and the whole state of almost died. They couldn't handle it; they weren't prepared because like whoever was overseeing that shit was just like a fucking douche and didn't know what he was doing because you know everyone hires their friends, right? And so I obviously like you can't be too tiny, but I'm not saying we need to be gigantic, especially if people aren't getting everything done, or if the point of being gigantic is for every, you know it's one of those things where. I've gone to agencies to, or departments, I should say, to get like a new license plate. And it's like, all right, you get in this line and this guy will fill this out. You go over to that line and you pay them. You go to this line and they'll give you the receipt for the payment you just made. You go to that line, they'll give you your license plate. You go to that line, that guy will give you a high five. It's a secret handshake. I hope you studied it. You go into that line over there. They're going to tell you your fortune. It's pretty nice. You know, wash your hands. It's a palm reading. It's great. And then you go into that line and then they give you your state registration. So you have to have your state registration. Now, did you bring your state registration? I'm like, wait, I thought they're going to give me the state registration. No, 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 no. You have to have your previous state registration. You show that to them and then they'll give you a copy of your state registration. Why do I need a new state registration? Well, because uh, we have extra paper and we got to print. Like, it's like, what the fuck is all that? You know what I mean? You could streamline that shit and make it way easier on everybody involved. And so, yeah, that's just the frustration I have. And that's the shit that people don't talk about enough. That's because it sounds like a little thing, right? So we always focus on the real big shit. And then when we get some progress on that, we get distracted by some other shit over here. I'm not saying don't focus on big shit. Big shit's important too. But we need to be able to multitask as a nation. And some of this stuff has, it's, there's domino effects to these things. You know? You ever notice that like, oh, let's spend some money on public transportation. I'll give you an example. Uh, This doesn't work for every city, but let's say we put in a new train station. There'll be a new stop along this train line. Normally it stops here, here, and here. We're going to throw up another one there, another one there. What's going to happen? The people who are going to get off at those stops are going to want some businesses to stop by. So bam, oh, let's put a Dunkin' Donuts right next to the L stop. Let's put a Starbucks across the street. Let's put it. So there's where you stimulate some economy. That's how you get that kind of stuff going. We'll throw a bar right across the street. People like to have a couple cocktails after getting off the train. You know, you work nine to five, you get off of work. You don't want to go home to your shitty life. So, you know, you, you, you pop a couple cold Miller lights, maybe some whiskey. Maybe you hit the bathroom and do a couple eight balls of cocaine. I don't know what you're into. I'm not here to judge on that, but I'm here to say that we can be better, America. Man, every time I hear about like, oh, in this country, this and that country, this, and I go, why not here? Why can't we do that here? Makes no sense. And everyone's like, well, because uh, they don't like it in South Dakota. I'm like, well, then fuck them. That was a mistake. We were too ambitious with this 50 state thing. Tell me we would have been better off being four to five different countries, six to seven states a a country. And then we just work on a kick-ass trade agreement. 
and people could travel to and th to and throw to and throw to and fro. How do you say that? I don't care. But you know, it could have worked out as a better system that way. Because I don't know, it's just it's too big and different. You know, I'm trying to think of other country comparison size. It's like Russia and China are massive like that. Do people in northern China hate the people in southern China? Do we have that? I don't even hate the people. I find the people I meet are usually pretty cool when you meet people, but you're meeting them on the basis of like, oh, it's a one time we're, we're at the same bar or, or sporting event and it's chill. Um, but then you get into the way some of these people think and you're just like, what do you care? Now, I saw this video today where I'm pretty sure the person who made the video is trolling, but they don't know that. There's a, an account called Libs of TikTok where they make fun of liberals. And uh, the one person was like saying she identifies as a cat or something like that. Now, I've come across weird videos like that sometimes. And you know what I think? I don't care. And I keep going. They post and share it for like amusement, I guess. And it's just nothing but people in the comments hate Phil. Just, and I'm like thinking to myself, why do you care if that person exists? And also, why do you think that's a trend? Do you really think that's a trend? One person you see on the internet and you think that's like the thing? It's a wave sweeping the nation. People are identifying like felines. Can you believe this? And it gets them so angry. And they don't realize they're angry too. I pointed out to people, I'm like, why are you so why are you mad? And they go, I'm not fucking mad. Like, is that is that how a sane person responds to that? I should know as a person who acts that way in other ways, I could recognize that behavior in other people. That's why I always felt like I'd be a great coach because I wasn't the best player, but I knew what I was doing wrong. And so I see these people and I'm like, oh, I used to act like you in a different way. I was never, you know, quite hate-filled as you are or hateful, but like. I would overreact to things and take everything way too seriously. So that's something that's just like, I don't know. People got to fucking. Here's some good news though. I know I'm being a negative, a good way American government or even state government worked well together. California recently passed a bill. High school classes for the whole state cannot start before eight 30 grade school cannot start before 8 PM. And what am I saying? 8, 8 a.m. Dummy. So 8.30 a.m., 8 a.m. for high school, grade school, respectively. That's amazing. All the parents, not all of them, but a lot of parents were saying, shit's too early. Okay, my kid plays sports or has after school, whatever, even in the glee club. And, you know, by the time they get home, it's like 6, 6.30. They got to eat, do homework. They're exhausted. And then they got to wake up at 7, 6.30 to get to school by 7, 7.30. That's crazy. Help us out a little bit. And then the state was like, yeah, sure. No problem. We'll start at 830. 8, 8, let's go 8 a.m. for, you know, kindergarten through eighth grade. And then high school, 830. Everyone's like, great, cool, done. And I'm, I read this and I, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. You mean to tell me people got together saying they wanted a thing. And then the state government said, sure, it happened. And it, it, it happened. Whole, it happened? Like that blowing my mind. I couldn't believe it. It never like that, that shit just doesn't work. Happen. How many times do we hear an idea and we go, that'd be great. We should do that. And then nothing too, too fucking often. So kudos to the California state legislature legislature and the people who brought upon the complaints for that bill. Um, because that's amazing. I would have loved that to start at eight 30. That's great. It, it never made sense to me. Some of the school hours, um, you know, why, 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 why don't we go 10 to six or 10 to six is a long day. What I'm talking about, like, or 10 to three, 10 to four. Like, I don't understand this rise and shine early as fuck in the morning. Maybe because most parents were working in the morning. So the kids got to get the, the hell out of the house at the same time. It's just, people just have weird ways of thinking. We were so set in the ways of like, this is how it goes. 
So it'll always go that way. Change takes forever. It's just way too slow. It's the slowest thing. That's why I've been getting into it with people about, you know, some of walking and stuff earlier. I, I, I got into it on, with, on Twitter with some people about um, Chicago has this street called Lakeshore Drive. I've probably ranted about this on the podcast before. It's maybe the second most beautiful road in America. The PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, I got to give a slight edge to. Although Lakeshore Drive has got that amazing Chicago downtown skyline, which is just phenomenal. So it's like a highway, but not like a super highway. You can't go more than like 50, 55, really. And it, it goes along Chicago's lakefront. You know, you get water on the driver's side when you're going north. It's pretty cool. Um, or no, going south, I mean. And, and then you got the beautiful skyline, you got boats, and then there's beach. You see the actual lakefront beach. So it's not like there's highway and then water immediately. So there's sand and stuff too. And then there's bike paths. And um, so I just hit the microphone uh, arm here. There's bike paths and there's like jogging paths and walking paths too. It's all right there. So all these people started being like, why the fuck do we put a highway next to the lakefront? Because that's what I like when I'm walking here in the car noise pollution. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, here we go. And I could tell right away. I look at their profile. I'm like, all right, you live in the city now, but you're not from here. Because it always says like Chicago transplant. Or I'm from here originally. I live in Chicago now. So they live, they come to Chicago. They say they love it, but all they want to do is change it. That's all they want to do. And and I'm starting to see their posts and seeing their thoughts about the future. And it starts to make sense a little bit. I'll give them some credit. We are too car dependent. It is bad for the environment. You know, there are better ways of doing things. Again, I started seeing these Europeans in cities and these cities in Japan. And so it's like, all right, sure. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's definitely better ways of doing it, but their way I'm using this as an example, cause it's a good one. And I feel like this works with other issues there. What they, what they keep saying is get rid of cars. And I'm like, that's not going to work. Well, if you just propose the whole idea of eliminate cars, you're going to get a lot of fight. There's going to be a lot of blowback. What you want to do. If your ultimate goal is to get people to walk more, take public transportation more, you know what I mean, and do that lifestyle, what you have to do is make cities more walkable, make suburbs more walkable, even, and you need to make public transportation better. It's that simple. Make it so good that driving a car would just be a dumb choice. You know, if it's if it's fast, efficient, safe, and clean clean-ish at least, people are going to take it more. They are. I mean, there's, there's times I like driving. There's a freedom about it because you're never going to eliminate all cars. There's parts of this country you need cars to get to. And there's people who have trucks and like, you know, as a, as a father, I, it's, you know, if my kid gets hurt, I can't imagine being like, oh shit, you just broke your arm. All right, well, let me check the bus schedule. You know, what the fuck is that? So that's where these people need to have a little bit more realism. And I think it works that way with a lot of other things. There's a lot of other things in the world that people want instant change for, and you're just not going to get it. All you have to do is study history, even a little bit, get a D, get a D in history. And you'll even that little of knowledge in that subject matter, you will know that change is slow. Okay. And the best way to get what you want is to push for better alternatives to the thing you're trying to eliminate. That's simple. You know what I mean? That's what the, the best deterrent you want crime to go down, push for Things that make it crime pointless, push for a better economy, push for uh, more programs to help people out of poverty, things like that. that. Those have always been the best way. I mean it. Adding more police officers, adding more 
prisons, adding more or things like that, they don't deter crime. They just don't. It doesn't work that way. People are usually desperate people and are in bad places and have no other options. They get sucked into gangs, right? They go to these shitty schools. They're underfunded, hardly any resources, no after school programs, right? Parents can barely make ends meet. So they're working all the time. No one's really watching them. And then they get, you know, they get caught up in bad groups and then they do stupid shit. That's how that goes. And that's how it's always gone. You know, I found an old post I had about Chicago. Again, I keep going back to my own city here, even though I'm trying to reach a national worldwide audience, even how are you guys doing all around the world. But it's a good example because in the 1920s, Chicago's murder rate was just as high as it was the last handful of years. It really was. Maybe not the rate per se, but the number. I remember reading like 1927, they had like 850 murders. And I posted this like in 2017, there was like 600. And people were like, oh, and I only brought it up to be like, hey, just because things were bad once doesn't mean they can't get better again. Because yeah, Chicago had super high rates, even in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, things went down. Then it came back up pretty high, but I'm saying it can go down again. But there are some people just like, it's worse than ever. There's no end in sight. And I'm like, okay, you're fun at parties, you know? So I really believe that if you, if they put more into infrastructure, then other things get better. Think about the people who are doing their best, right? I think our tax money should go towards like infrastructure spending has always been my favorite thing that government spend money at because it's the thing that makes the most sense. Like in the 1950s, we created the inter interstate highway system. That was amazing. That was a huge thing. It was very productive and it was, it was something used by everybody. So like stuff like that, that's where you could... And if you're a listener and you're like, nah, I'm going to pull yourself by your bootstraps type of person. Okay. But right now the way corporations are run out of control and the way things are just, you know, I feel like as a society, we beat our people down when it's not necessary. Think about if public transportation was super efficient and fast. Think about the mother whose, uh, you know, husband died in Iraq and she's raising two kids by herself. And, you know, the money he gets from the military just really isn't much because you know, how I know that, you know, I know that because I'm constantly seeing people raising money for veterans constantly. We spend the most money on our military by far, by far. And yet I'm seeing all these charities st starting up being like, we need to raise more money for veterans, more money for veterans. And look, I understand that. And I think there should be more money for veterans. 100% there should be more, but if we're not, if, but our government's clearly not fucking doing it. They're not supporting them. So you say, you know, obviously I'm doing a hypothetical here, but say you got this mother trying to raise a couple kids. She's doing single mother by herself. You know, she's working two jobs. Think about the time it's spent. She's waiting for the bus for 20 minutes, 20 degrees outside, freezing in a, in a cold Northern city in the, in the United States of America. By the time she gets on that, all this, she's exhausted by the end of it. You know, and she has to do it all over again, all over. And it's just right. Where are the resources there? Imagine if things were faster, more efficient how much more people could get done and then things would be even more better. And then people could be like, yeah, I don't fucking need handouts. I don't need help, but our taxes go towards this. If we're going to pay taxes, it might as well go towards, you know what I mean? That's the one thing. Even the people I know who hate taxes are like, Oh, taxation is theft. They go, what about red lights and shit? They go, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you want paved roads and shit. Well, there you go. This is, this is in the same category of paved roads and street lights and a sewer system and clean water is having better access to things. That way, poor people can pull themselves up because the way it is right now in America, 
I don't know if this is still true, but I remember reading about this four or five years ago. You had a better chance of being born in Europe and becoming a millionaire than you did being born in America and becoming a millionaire. And that that goes against everything America was supposed to be about. Everything. Now, I didn't aim to do this podcast where I was just going to be this rant about how America could be better. Maybe I did. Maybe this is me telling you I'm running for office, damn it. What do you say? Actually, I've been thinking more and more about like at least an alderman spot. I could win alderman. I can, come on. You know what an alderman is, everyone? You're basically the most popular person in your neighborhood. I, can, I could swing that because there are some shit where, you know, since I've been walking a lot more lately, I've been walking around the neighborhoods. I'm like, I could fix that. I could fix that. This, we should get one of these things here. You know what I mean? Like just way more, it'd be way more fun. Morale would be an all time high. People would be having good times. But you know what I feel like? What I feel like the most uh, is the story of the old lady I met who started smoking weed. This is, I think, a good metaphor for America. As an American, I did a show last week at the House of Blues. I had some great shows last week. But shout out to House of Blues, uh, Chris Trani's community who produces that. Communities You Should Know was amazing last night. Shout out to all my Communities You Should Know brethren. Uh, Laugh Factory was amazing. Zanies and Rosemont. It was just a fantastic week of stand-up comedy for me personally. I, uh, I, I was talking to some people from Ireland after the show at the House of Blues on Thursday. And we were just comparing stuff and, and they, they were, they weren't knocking America. They were just surprised though. They're just like surprised. They're like, why do you guys put up with this? It doesn't make sense. You guys can have these things. You guys have a lot of great things here already, but like, there's a lot of things you guys do that just don't make sense. I'm like, I know, I know. And more and more, I think about this, the lady who started smoking weed in her eighties. I met this woman at a show. Cool old lady. Can't remember her name though. She wore like a red leather jacket, white hair. She was like 81, I think she told us. She started smoking weed a few years ago. Her doctor had recommended it. And her doctor had asked her, oh, have you ever smoked marijuana? She's like, no, of course not. And he goes, really? And the way he said really was an indication to her that, oh, my doctor has clearly smoked weed. Clearly. And if he says it's okay, then, you know, it's got to be gonna be all right, right? So she started smoking it. And as soon as she started smoking, her first thought was, what the fuck? This stuff is amazing. I could have been smoking this the last 60 years. Oh, she felt cheated. She felt cheated because her whole life she was lied to. She was told weed is bad. Don't smoke weed. It'll kill you. It's the gateway drug, all this nonsense. And here she was 81 thinking, oh my God. And she was a widow. So she was thinking me and my husband could have been blazing the best doobies ever. What the son of a bitch. You know how much better certain styles of music would sound. She started thinking about all the movies she could have watched high and and I, I, I was laughing, but I also felt bad for her in a sense. It was funny because like she was being funny, but then I started to feel like, though, I remember hearing that story and then the drive home made me go, damn, what's, is there going to be a version of like that for me? Something that was completely safe and cool. My version is talking to Europeans that I meet who are tourists here. Usually I meet them at a lot of shows. They go to comedy shows and just shooting the shit with them. It naturally comes up and they tell us about all this great stuff they have there in their infrastructure. Like I said, going from Barcelona to Paris for $40 on a bullet train. And I'm like, Oh, this, all this sounds amazing. You guys do all this stuff, you know, just like everything's conveniently located. feels like they always talk about like, Oh, your taxes. They talk about American taxes. We have to turn them in. We have to do our taxes. They don't have to do their taxes in the country. America could do that. America could send us a refund or send us a bill. No middleman every year, just on April 15th. Here's how much you owe us. Or, Hey, we owe you every year. They could do, they know the numbers. But instead, we have to fucking talk to accountants because that's that industry. 
because the insur insurance or accountant industry, one of those were like, well, fuck, we need to make money as much as we can. That's the problem. Our corporations run everything. So if we wanted to get trains that went super fast all around America, that were better for energy independence and all that other kind of stuff, the airline industry would be like, fuck that. Okay. I'm Johnny Delta. Okay. And me and my buddy, uh, Timmy United over here, we're going to buy ourselves a few senators and then we're going to squash any attempt at one of those bills to make this a better country. Cause we don't want this to be a better country for you. Huh? Mikey public over there. And, 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 and Deborah Citizen, no, screw you. We want to make this a better country for us. We want your money. We want you showing up two hours earlier in an airport, standing in a line with a bunch of assholes who didn't put deodorant on, wearing pajama pants. That's what we want. Oh, do you think that there might be a delay? You bet your dick there's going to be a delay. Like, that's what we want, right? We don't want you easily getting on a train and just zipping on by. Fuck that. That's crazy. Why would we want you to have more free time to enjoy your life and your family and your friends? No. So we're going to keep taking our profits and instead of paying our workers more who really are the backbone of this, because without our workers, what the fuck are we? You know what I mean? We're not going to give them raises. We're going to tell them they're lucky. They have a job. We're going to take our profits, give ourselves bonuses, take that's for half of it. The other half, we're buying more senators. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. We don't care about you. That's that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. So again, every time I talk to a European or I talk to this Japanese dude once, he was telling me how cool Tokyo was. I just keep thinking about that 82-year-old woman who's like, man, I could have been getting high this whole time. All right, you guys are the best. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Um, here's a sneak peek for next week's episode. I will talk about farting and women and how women let her rip little tease for next week i'll have a guest next week as well gonna have some fun and you guys have yourselves a great week great weekend i love you all the best cheers